Welcome to the Freedom to Flourish podcast. Joining me today is Renee Dallow. Renee is a wedding planner and the owner of Moxie Bright Events. Wedding planning wasn't always in the cards for Renee. Instead, what started out as a seemingly one-time favor for a friend evolved into a thriving side hustle to her acting career. When it was her turn to walk down the aisle, she flipped the script and discovered that the wedding industry was truly where she belonged. Shortly after saying her I do's, she started Moxie Bride Events, a boutique wedding planning company, and never looked back. It wasn't long before fellow industry pros were looking to her for advice. With over 13 years of experience under her belt, she turned her knowledge towards the advancement of the industry as a whole and launched her top-notch educational resources for event pros. In addition to her self-guided wedding management e-course, Renee is also the founder and host of the popular B2B podcast, Talk with Renee Dallow. Renee is a fan favorite on the speaker circuit, taking the stage at conferences across the country, including Alt Summit, Wedding MBA, and the special event, among others. She's recognized across the industry, having earned coveted spots on HoneyBook's 20 on the Rise list and BizBash's most influential event pros list. She contributes frequently to industry publications. She currently serves as the president of WIPA Southern California and has also held leadership roles in the Association of Bridal Consultants and the Rising Tide Society. Renee and I had such an amazing talk about visibility in your business and how to show up in an authentic way. So I'm so excited for you to hear from her today. Here is my talk with Renee Dallow. Renee, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I am very excited to be here. Well, I'm also excited. We're talking about a very important topic. We're talking about visibility, showing up for your business the right way as a creative. I love this topic, especially the words the right way, which I'm sure we'll get into. But first of all, let's just talk about what it means to get visible in your brand. What do you mean when you're talking about visibility? Yeah, it's a great question. I feel like visibility is always evolving, right? Because if we had had this conversation, even back in 2020, we would say, okay, visibility is posting on Instagram and um, making sure that your grid is cohesive and pretty and, um, you know, making inspirational graphics on it with your brand colors and like, that's it, you're visible, the end. And then we would be on our way. But now in 2022, visibility encompasses so many more things. I think it's so much more of a holistic look at your business and like what you're putting out there because it isn't just Instagram, right? It is, well, of course now Instagram is many things, right? It's lives, it's reels, it's the feed, it's the stories, it's everything we put out on any social media channel, TikTok. I mean, is anyone still using Facebook? Maybe Facebook, I don't know, but it's also the blog posts you write. It's the articles you might contribute to in the greater like press, right? It's podcasts like this. Like there are very, I think to me, there's always three levels of visibility and that's how I teach it. But minimum baseline, it is like everything you put out in the world about your business and also your face along with your business is visibility. Yeah. So it's a holistic look. I love how you said that word holistic. It's a big picture of your brand and who you are. So to me, just being honest, that sounds a little bit overwhelming because there's a lot, it's like a lot of things. So how can we kind of break that down? And instead of being overwhelmed by all the things that it means, how can we actually find freedom? Because I think that a holistic approach can be actually very freeing, but how can we get rid of some of those 
that scares me kind of thoughts. Totally understand that. And I, I did realize as I said that word, I was like, oh, everyone's going to be like, I don't want to do it. It sounds too crazy. It's too much. Here's the thing. I am a, always a proponent of less but better. So like before we started recording, you and I sort of admitted to one another that like we follow each other on Instagram, but our posting is rather sporadic, right? Like some days we feel like it, some days we don't. Now, back in the day, someone would have been like, oh my God, you have to be consistent. If you're not consistent, you may as well throw, throw away the whole thing. Like you're not doing it well if you're not being consistent. What I tend to think of as visibility is like, I have all of these tools available to me and depending on what I want to communicate and what I want to put out there, I get to choose from this variety of mediums how I'm best going to convey the message because it really is about the message more than it is, not more, but it, the message is equal to the image, whether that, and whether the image quote unquote is a static image or, or just your voice or just your words on paper or just, you know, a reel. It's about the message. And sometimes the message is best conveyed in a YouTube video as opposed to a blog post, right? And we can recognize that in other people. But when we're planning and thinking about our own content, sometimes we get stuck on the, well, I don't want to put myself out there in that way. We get stuck on the, well, I don't want to show photos of my face. Or we get stuck on, well, my idea isn't as unique as someone else. So who am I, right? Visibility is all those things, but it doesn't have to be all of them at the same time. In fact, it shouldn't be. Otherwise, you're going to burn out. Your audience is going to be very, very, very confused and or and they're going to be overwhelmed too. And then that, that doesn't help anybody. Mm. You're right. And one thing that I like to say is there's a thousand ways to do business. You don't have to do all 1,000 of them. That's you right. can do the ones that feel natural to you and represent you as a business owner, but also you mentioned your client and getting your message out there and what's going to kind of go the best with your message. That's you know, right. the TikTok, TikTok is great. I love TikTok. Um, I love watching it. But for me personally, I'm not the kind of person to sit around and dance in front of the TikTok. If you are, that's great in front of the TikTok. Yeah. Wow, my age is showing. Um. <laughs> yeah, but I'm glad you mentioned that because that's one of the things that I think um, a lot of people are feeling, excuse me, <clears throat> they're feeling like, well, I don't want to dance, so I'm not going to do a reel. And like, great, I don't dance. I'm not going to dance. Some people feel like that dancing is very on brand for them. And that's fine too. There is, there's no one right way to do any of this. But what I hate to hear from business owners is like, I'm not going to do reels at all because I don't want to dance or I don't want to be seen in that way. And it's like, well, there are very many ways to be seen on reels. So like, don't throw out the baby with the bathwater there. I'm not, you're probably never going to see me dance on a reel y'all. And I used to be a professional dancer. So like, that's not happening for me, but you're probably going to see me do some other kind of content. In fact, I have done a handful of reels on other things that I felt were suited to reels. Right. So I totally want it. Yes. I love your point. The business owners that I see out there dancing, do I have a bit of judgment about it? I mean, sometimes because, because the message isn't clear. That's always for me. If you're out there dancing and, and it makes a point and it's getting my attention to, to the bigger message you want to share. Great. If you're just out there shaking your booty, cause it's fun, then don't put that on your business account, put that on your, pri on your personal account. Right. And, and it really is so much about the message. Like you said, which avenue is going to kind of connect the best with your message. For some mm -hmm. people, it may be a dancing TikTok reel for some time, like, but like you said, that's not all that reels are. Um, no. But 
let's move on. I think it also depends on your ideal customer. So how can you show up in your business and actually connect with your ideal customer and kind of make that a really organic thing for your business? It's interesting. You know, I always joke around with my other business owner friends about like, if you actually examine your following on Instagram, it's like probably overwhelmingly other business owners following you. Right. So like even with my wedding planning account, like I know I have other businesses following me. And for me, it's like, first of all, the following number, you know, doesn't really matter. Like no matter if you have 20,000 followers or 2000 followers, like you can still convert business from both. I like to think of it this way. Our clients are out there looking to see who's relevant, right? They, they're looking to see who's who's working. They're looking to see who's engaged with their business in, in that public way. So even though your audience, if you like did the hard data, might be other business owners, if it's a business account, like my wedding planning account, you still have to be talking to clients, right? So it's a it's a slippery slope, right? Because you you can see that like, Another photographer is liking your photography account. But if you started talking about photography things, photographer to photographer, you'd be alienating the people you're trying to convert. So you really just have to keep your eye on the prize as to who your account is for, kind of regardless of who's following you. Because a lot of times our clients do not follow us or potential clients. They just come and lurk around and check, they check in on you. And then they're like, well, I like her. Let's fill out the contact form or let's DM if that's how you choose to handle, you know, increase fine. You have to keep your eye on the prize, but there are ways to find out, you know, the demographics of your followers aside from just the, you know, the Instagram like algorithm or the insights, which will tell you there's another um, platform called four F O H R and you can sign up through four and they give you a really um, detailed like breakdown of who's following you in the age groups and really, really, really like nitty gritty stuff, which is always interesting to kind of look at. Um, but I often see like some of my fellow wedding planners, especially now in the age of reels, creating reels that when I watch them, I'm like, well, that's really like planner to planner, kind of an inside joke. Like, should that be here? Probably not. But I think people start getting confused because they look at their followers and like, oh, well, this is, there's so many wedding pros here, but it's like, no, you got to keep your eye on the prize. Keep your eye on the prize. That's so helpful. Um, if you're the the thing, I think the thing is to keep your eye on what's actually making you money, and you yeah. want to um, make that content, like you said, in a holistic way for your clients. Like, what is actually making you money? Would you agree? That's what your that's yeah. what your content should be talking about. One hundred percent. And you know, like the example I used earlier, it's like say you want to talk about. I don't know, say you're a wedding photographer and you want to talk about best poses for engagement photos. Let's just say, I just pulled that out of thin air. That topic is probably better as a video than a blog post because you can show movement. You can show, yeah, you can show the aftermath. Like you can, so this pose was this photo, this pose, and like a, a slight micro bend in your elbow can get you some other, you know, this is, and couples would love that because that is something that they're constantly worried about. Is that going to be a better reel? No, it is not. Is that going to make you money? Probably, maybe in the long run, because a client might find that and say, oh, I really trust this person. They seem to know what they're talking about. That's really the point of visibility is to establish your own expertise in the wide market. There are a lot of people running around talking about nonsense all the time. 
being visible, like truly visible in your business is a combination of showing your smarts, showing your confidence, even if you have to fake it for a little bit, right? Showing your face so they know, like, and trust you and really creating mindful content, mindful content that serves so that, so that they can go, okay, I trust this person. Let's give them several thousand dollars. Mm. Yeah. Showing your smarts, showing your confidence. Now that leads me to another question of (laughs) what if you feel like you're not smart and you're not confident? Cause we have some of those moments sometimes. So how can we overcome imposter syndrome and really like step into those roles of really serving our client and giving them value? Yeah. This is the million dollar question. This is the reason I started talking about visibility just from the from the first day that I was like, you know what? Because last year I I realized <clears throat> as I was like gearing up to get back to weddings because I live in Los Angeles, we were we were shut down forever. It seemed like forever. And when I realized like, okay, we're all going to get back to work here, like a lot of us, me included, just hadn't been really visible in our business, which is funny because anyone listening to this who like does follow me is like, are you kidding? Your face is everywhere. But to me, I felt like I wasn't doing as much as I could have. And so I thought I'm going to do a 30 day visibility challenge with my, with my, you know, with my group. And we ran it for 30 days. And what was revealed to me very, very, very quickly was that none of us have a problem with the tools. Like we understand face, we understand all the tools we have at our disposal. Even if you don't understand reels, it's a quick, it's a quick Google search away. The problem with visibility is the mindset, is the days where you're like, I feel like a fraud. What am I doing? I'm surprised I still own a business. Everyone's going to find out. I don't know what I'm talking about. Like It's those moments that we have to work on to get to the place where we can be visible and unafraid. Now, for me, what I feel for me and what I saw in my students is that it is a muscle. You cannot go from nothing to... Marie Forleo in a, in an afternoon. Do you guys know who Marie Forleo? You know who yes. Marie Forleo? Oh yeah. yes. It doesn't happen in an afternoon. It ha- it took her. You know, she's been in business for twenty years, and she's very comfortable in front of the camera, and she's very comfortable with herself. And even someone looks at me and goes, "Oh my God, you're so." I've been doing this for 12, 15, 12 years with my own, and then fifteen total. So it's like you can't look at at someone who puts themselves out there all the time and think, "Well, I there's no point in me trying. I'm not like them." I wasn't like me. Marie Forleo wasn't her. You know what I mean? Like there is a learning curve. There is a muscle that you have to build to put something out there, even when you don't love it. Like, listen, I I have an Instagram account that's just Renee Dallow. And that's where I try to post my education stuff, a little bit of personal stuff. And like, you know, um, when I go speak and travel and all that good stuff. But that account is largely photos of my face. And I can tell you 100% certainly that half of the photos on that account, I don't like. The first time I saw those photos, I thought, oh, hell no, nobody's seeing this photo. Right. And then after a while, you just go like, you know what? The way I see myself is not the way others see me. I look at a photo and see double chin, weird nose, all the things we look at when we see ourselves in the mirror. Right. But other people just go, oh, she's smiling. Oh, she seems happy. Oh, she seems confident. No one is thinking about us the way that we're thinking about us. My best advice is just start. It's going to be awkward. Of course, it's going to be awkward. Of course it is. The first time you do a reel, it's going to feel awkward. The first time you, God, the first time you speak on, I spoke on stage, it felt awkward. But these, everything requires practice. And so we all have those thoughts. 
We all have those unconfident moments. We all have the days we want to hide under a blanket. Maybe don't do the biggest visibility thing on those days, right? Let yourself sit under a weighted blanket when you want to, but then push yourself, make a goal once a week, right? Post a photo of your face. Again, but what is the message behind that photo, right? Sometimes it's like felt cute, felt like it, boom, right? That's fine too. But some a lot of times, especially on the Renee Dallo account, when I'm posting my face, I'm telling a story. What stories do you want to tell surrounding your business? What stories do you want to tell about your own journey? These are the important things, right? Do I tell every single story about my life? No. Oh my God, no, never. But the ones I choose to tell are crafted, right? They're still honest, but they're crafted in a way that gets my message across. So they're crafted. That's interesting. What about if you have not been working out that muscle? Let's say we're, or even if you have been, I feel like curating your content is, can be a difficult thing um, Mm -hmm. to do because we might have a bajillion ideas for our business. How can we kind of curate the key topics that we want to communicate with our clients and increase that visibility in a holistic way? Like you said at the top of the episode, how can we start curating um, those topics to craft content? So I think for me, it always goes back to one of the core values of my business. And I think everyone listening who's having a problem knowing what to talk about needs to go back to the core values. If you don't know your core values, it, it's a big word. It feels lofty, right? It feels like, oh, I have to have core values. Just listen, why are you doing this? Why? Why are you in business, right? For my wedding planning you know, company, one of our core values is like, we want our clients to have fun. If at the end of the wedding, I say, how did it go? And they don't say, we had a great time. I'm personally like, oh, okay. Did we do it for them? And I know that that probably sounds like that's a core value. You better believe it is. Fun, philanthropy, respect. Like my whole thing is like my, we give respect to every single vendor on our team, like baseline respect, right? We talk about these things. And so you're like, how do you talk about respect? Well, Sometimes I post a photo of like my favorite florist and I'm talking about Tabitha's a genius and here's why. And here's why we love working with Tabitha. The post doesn't always have to be about you or you like self-centered, like in the literal, what that means, like centered on yourself in order to be effective for your business and, and, and pointing to your core values. I also talk a lot about my business, business ethics on my Instagram and, and in many cases, blog posts. I mean, anywhere you look, I'm yelling about like what we believe in, right? It's important to put that out there. You, everyone listening knows what their ethics are. You, you do. Whether you feel confident to put them out there is a different story. And also, so core values is where I want you to start, right? Some people do themed like weeks or months, right? Like this week, I'm going to talk about catering, all the things I love about catering standards that our company follows, right? Fine. Next week, we're going to talk about floral. Week after, we're going to talk about attire. You can do it that way. Or you can do themed months. Like this year, we're ta- this month, we're talking about communication. Next month, we're going to talk about timelines. I'm, I'm pulling things out of the air, but you know what I mean? Make a schedule for yourself, whether it's daily, monthly, weekly, whatever works, but at least it gives you something to say, oh yeah, this week we're talking, oh, this week we're talking about flowers. Okay. Let's go more flowers. It doesn't have to be as complicated as we make it in our heads. We, cause like, I think you and I probably have the same brain that goes like, everything's available. Therefore I have to do everything. You can put limits on your, on what you're willing to put out there at any given time. 
I also think that knowing your core values is so liberating because mm-hmm. it keeps you from falling into the trap of, oh my goodness, I have to do this. Oh, I have to do this. Oh, I have to do this. Yeah. Because you're really clear on what it means to do business for you. Yep. And then you can show up in an authentic way for your clients. Yeah. And there are some things that I never talk about because I hate it. I'm never going to talk about DIY anything on my wedding planning page ever, ever, never. I never, even if my clients make the most gorgeous DIY thing, I likely won't post it because as a business, I do not. And as a human, I, I have no patience for DIY stuff. Oftentimes it's beautiful. It's just not on brand for me. I'm probably never going to talk about like fussy, overly done, like luxury, you know, like the Kim Kardashian, like wall of flowers. Like I'm never going to make a post in celebration of that. It's just not my vibe. It's not my client's vibe. It's nothing we celebrate. And it's not that it's bad. It's just not for me. So like it can go both ways. Like core values can go like, yes, I support these. And also, or or else, or or also I'm never going to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I, I agree with that. And you know yourself, you know yourself the best. So you don't have to, you don't have to do it just because your clients had it at their wedding. You know, as a photographer, I don't always blog every single photo that I take at the, on the wedding day. I'm going to take the photo and give it to my clients, but it, I'm going to put what I want to put on the blog, on the blog. And I think that it's so important to take that time to get really clear about like you said, your ethics, your core values, what success means to you and why you're in business in the first place. And I love how you listed out fun as one of your values. Like that's amazing. Fun. Here's another thing. If you look on my Moxie Bright Instagram, yeah, Instagram under the stories, I did this whole rant a couple of years ago about boring napkin folds because I hate boring napkin folds. And listen, admittedly, that is an extremely niche topic. But it got so much attention and traction and people going like, yeah, I agree. Or like, wait, tell me more. My clients still talk about it. They're like, I know you don't like a boring napkin fold. I'm like, no, I don't. And we're never doing it. And it's just now, it's a thing that's just baked into the to the, what we talk about in the business now because I just went nuts one day and was like, listen, can we? Can you? Can people learn a napkin fold? Why are we draping them over the edge of the table like lazy idiots? <laughs> Sometimes you can say the stupid, silly controversial, I'm putting air quotes on that, you know, thing. And then it sticks and goes, they go, oh yeah, Renee's the one who hates the napkins. You know what I mean? Like it just becomes part of the thing, but don't be afraid to use your voice, even in those silly ways where you're like, who cares about my opinion? Yes. Everyone cares about your opinion. When we were doing the 30 day visibility challenge, we had a stationer in the group and I asked the question, what is something that really bugs you about what you do? Like do a post on that this week. And she raised her hand and she said, I hate black envelopes with white lettering. And I was like, tell me more. She's like, they're impossible to calligraphy. You have to use the laser thing. They often get sent back in the mail. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. They often get sent back in the mail. She goes all the time. And I was like, that's your real. That's what you need to talk about because people don't know it and you're passionate about it. And it's a perfect super niche topic that also goes back to a core value of yours, which is putting the client experience and the guest experience at the forefront because she's a calligrapher. And of course she wants them to have a great experience. That's like the whole thing with calligraphy. You go, Ooh, it's so fancy. I feel, I feel like a fancy human who's been invited to this fancy thing, right? Perfect. Perfect niche thing. I love it. Um, I want to shift gears a little bit because I want to talk about 
people who might be out there who they have not shown up or posted much during the pandemic. It, yeah. It's been an insane two years, as we know. And for me, I have to tell you, I took a very long break from Instagram and from blogging because I just didn't have the space for it. So mm-hmm. how can you begin to work out that muscle slowly mm-hmm. when you haven't been visible for a long time? When there've been there's been a season of darkness. Yeah. Wow, hasn't it been a season of darkness? Those are some true words right there, friend. Um, first of all, I don't think you need to apologize for it or call it out or mention it in any way. We've all been through a collective trauma. It's still going on. We're like pandemic 3.0 right now, right? I don't think you need to say, hey, I've been off Instagram for two years. Like just just start talking about something, anything. Just start, right? I mean, I don't think because it used to be a thing right back in the days when like blogging was like new people would like take a week off and be like oh my god I'm sorry guys I'm so sorry I was away next week and people who are reading it five five years later are like who cares right I understand that there is a a way now you can actually go to your Instagram and look at it as a uh, in the timeline as opposed to the algorithm I still don't think it matters I think you just need to start talking about something A, a new wedding you did or something you did for yourself. I mean, I really do think business owners as part of this authentic visibility should probably talk a little bit more about the time they take off. Because especially now I'm sensing a a lot of need from our clients. They need a lot. And like, they also should need us to take a Sunday off every so often, right? (laughs) Like, or a weekend or a whole week, whatever you need. But um, just start, just start talking. I don't think we need to beat ourselves up about it. I don't think we have to have bad feelings about it. I don't think you, I think it can just be neutral. I wasn't doing this and now I am. And now we move forward. Um, yeah, I think that's the only way to like, quote unquote, repair it. Just a lot of grace for yourself and others, because we're all still recalibrating <laughs> in the last two years. And, and it's okay. It's also okay if you don't really know what to say about the last two years. Like, I don't think we need to be posting like missives about like our feelings about the pandemic. Like, obviously we all have feelings about it. And if you feel very strongly about something, of course, post it, but I don't think we need like a recap. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think we just let it be and move forward. You're calling me out, Renee, because I'm pretty sure that I took a six month break from my podcast. And then the very next episode was like, here's what I've been doing for the last six months and why I was gone. (laughs) Well, listen, that's okay too. That's okay too. But but I'm talking about the people who are resisting getting back into it because they're like, well, I don't know what to say about the time I was gone. Friends, say nothing. Mm. Just dive back in. If if that's what's holding you back, don't let it. Just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep going. I love that. That's so freeing. And I'm all about the freedom here on the <laughs> Freedom to Flourish podcast. <laughs> I love uh, that. So let's recap We've been talking about visibility. We've been talking about scheduling and just getting out there, working out that muscle. Give me a quick summary on on what we've said so far and also anything else that you want to make sure that you say to the listeners. Oh, a summary. Have I been paying attention to what I've been saying? (laughs) This is the test. They can just listen back again if they need to. So here's what I want to say in recap. Listen, do not beat yourself up if you haven't been visible in your business, but don't let it continue, right? Start now, start today, post something, you know, write something, um, do something that moves your business from just this thing you do at your desk to something that exists once again in the big 
big, big, bad, wide world out there, right? Do not be afraid of your thoughts about your business. Do not be um, shy or nervous about sharing your feelings and thoughts and passions about your business. That's what people want to hear and see. Mindset. Work on the mindset piece of visibility because despite what everyone tells us about the tools and Instagram and when to post and the biggest hurdle is the visit is the mindset because you have to get okay with showing up imperfectly, showing up and might maybe saying the wrong thing, posting a photo that isn't a hundred percent perfect and the favorite photo of you that's ever been taken ever. It's okay. We will move in and out of people's consciousness very quickly. Someone's going to look at that photo you don't like for about 10 seconds and be like, oh, she's so cute, like and move on, right? It They're going to bounce away from your content. Only we stare at photos of ourselves for, for months going like, oh, I wish I didn't look so fat in this one. Get over it. No one is thinking about you the way that you're thinking about you. My biggest piece of advice for everyone listening right now, because I know it's been a while, is schedule a mini photo session with a photographer that you trust in your local market and pay them for their work and schedule yourself a branding photo session. Do it now because it has probably been years since you did it. You probably look a little different than you used to. The world is different than it used to be and you need content. Now, granted, you could always take some selfies with your phone if that's if that's gonna something that you feel compelled to do. But, but I also believe in supporting our fellow vendors, our fellow creatives. The best thing you can ever do for yourself is schedule a little mini photo shoot. I'm doing one in New York in a, in three days. We have a photographer, we have hair and makeup. I have where I staying at this. We're staying at a nice hotel, which was the big impetus for this because I was like, oh, we're staying at this really cool hotel. I never have any photos of me when I'm traveling because I'm always staying at some boring. Hilton or something. Sorry, Hilton, but like you're not the most attractive, right? So I thought, oh, we're at this cool hotel. Maybe I'll see if Justin can take some photos of me. He was like, yeah, I'd love that hotel. Let's do it. And then I was like, well, if I'm going to do it, I should do hair and makeup and make it legit. So like it can be that simple. It can just be because you need photos of your face. And it's not selfish and it's not egotistical or arrogant. It's just a business you're running. People need to see you. And you know what? Involving other people is a great way to help yourself show up if you haven't been been showing up for a while. Like right. the minute I have, you know, a podcast interviewed scheduled with someone, I have to show up for that. And when you have yes. hair and, and makeup coming, you have to show up for that. So I love that. Yeah. I think the more practice we can get at all these things, because listen, I have a feeling that most people who are going to listen to this, who are feel compelled to click on a, an episode about visibility might look at um, other people in in the social media sphere and say, oh, it looks so easy for them. Oh, it looks so easy for Renee to talk on camera, or it looks so easy for her to pose for that photo. It's not. I just practice. I literally practice poses because I want to feel more comfortable in front of the camera, right? That was a goal that I set for myself. You're going to laugh about this. In 2020, one of my goals was I'm going to do a mini photo shoot every month until I get more, until I like lose this awkwardness, right? If you point, if I'm fine on video, like I'll just talk and, and fine. I used to be an actor, but if you point a regular camera at me, suddenly I'm like, huh, huh, what do I do with my body? Like I, I become a different person. And so I was like, I'm going to beat this out of me like a typical Enneagram three. And in 2020, I was like, we're doing it. Well, of course, I got two two months in to my 12, my big 12 year, 12 uh, photo sessions and of course, couldn't do them anymore. So if that is something, if you feel particularly 
challenged by photos of yourself. Maybe make that a goal every other month. Just do like a one or two hour session. Like treat yourself well, business owners, because you are you are the face of this business for better or for worse, right? And there are professionals out there who are going to make you look like a million bucks. You just have to trust them and yourself to show up. Trust yourself to show up. I love it. Renee, this has been so awesome. I have so enjoyed talking to you. Where can people find you online? And just give us some last some <laughs> last things. Um, where can you find me online? So for wedding planning, everything is at Moxie Bright Events, M-O-X-I-E, Bright Events. Um, for all my like you know, thought leadership and speaking on stages and education, that's at Renee Dallow. Um, both Instagram and, and website. And then I also have a podcast called Talk with Renee Dallow uh, episodes every Thursday, everywhere you have podcasts. Amazing. Renee, thanks again for being here. Thank you so much. Thanks again for listening to the Freedom to Flourish podcast. I so hope you enjoyed this talk with Renee. Be sure to check out her website, reneedallo.com, R-E-N-E-E-D-A-L-O.com, and give her a shout out on Instagram. If you're looking for more tips for creative entrepreneurs, head over to my website, christyjohnsoncreative.com, or join my free Facebook community, the Freedom to Flourish community. The link will be in the description. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.